Health News Network. Did we miss something? Did we vote to assault women's sports with men? Did you cast a ballot for 8.5% inflation? Did we vote to dismiss, castigate, isolate, and dehumanize half the population of this country for their beliefs? The underpinnings of this country's government is founded in rule of law and the truth. And here to explain exactly what the truth is, Dan Newman. Gotta be honest with you, sometime that is a moving target, that truth thing. And no matter how hard we look, it just gets deeper and deeper and wider and wider and harder to get figured out. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you? I'm Dan Newman, and thank you to TNN Live. And uh, joining us now from Washington, D.C., Congressman Mike Johnson. Good morning, sir. Yes, no problem. I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good morning. Uh, I'm sure you've got everything under control up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, you know what, we're anxious for November 8th. Uh, the country is in dire straits right now. We all know that. And we cannot wait to take control again. We're going to have a new direction and we're excited to roll that out. Well, uh, let's talk about that. You and I, we uh, spoke through text during the weekend about the commitment to America that was rolled out at least in part last Friday. Um, it sounds exciting. It harkens back to what Newt Gingrich did with uh, the Republicans as they took over Congress and I think it was 92 and it was the contract with America that Newt Gingrich did and it was pretty incredible and had incredible results. Is this kind of a mirror of what happened back then? It is, Dan. They, they caught lightning in a bottle. That was 94. 94 and yeah. um, that was the first time that Republicans had regained the majority in the House of Representatives in 40 years and the was able to do near it we believe a big part of it was because they went out in that election cycle you know it was in the midst of the clinton era and they campaigned not just on what they were against obviously they highlighted all the errors that were being made by the liberals but importantly they said what they were for you know the the principles that they would support and they even made some specific commitments with regard to legislation etc so um that was wildly successful and that's the reason we all still remember it today and so we brought Newt in, amongst many others, and he's been working with us in House leadership for the last uh, several, over a year now, uh, to develop this plan, updated plan. What we call it now is the commitment to America. And you've seen all the Republicans fan out across the country over the last several days explaining this to the people. And it's been, you know, it's been very well received. And so give us the skinny, the highlights. They're all good. I've, um, As you and I spoke, uh, or at least through text the other day, I was concerned because um, Minority Leader McCarthy did not hand out something with written details of it, and that that bothered me just simply because I wanted to make sure it made a huge bang when it was rolled out, and people really saw the substance there. I know you're one of us. When I say this, we're really tired of being told things, and I'm not just talking about Republicans. I'm talking about from our government. Period. And then there's never any substance and nothing happens after the fact to back up what we're told. Yeah, exactly, Dan. And you know my heart on this. You know, I I came into Congress, a little background for our listeners. I came into Congress in in January 2017 uh, at the same time President Trump came in. And um, I'm going to be real frank with with your audience because they're very savvy and and acknowledge that our Republican majority that we – uh, that we got that year uh, really dropped the ball in some ways. We, we achieved 
amazing successes over those first two years of the Trump administration because Republicans who were in charge of this, the House and the Senate and, of course, the White House, we all worked together, we implemented our plans, and we got an extraordinary amount of things done. But we could have done even more, and, and the, the big lesson was learned in the first two to three months of that Congress, the 115th Congress it was, because we, we, we fumbled the ball. If you remember, the first big effort that we had with those majorities to, was re, to repeal and replace Obamacare. Uh, but the problem was, to be very frank, and in hindsight, everybody can see this, we didn't. the Republicans didn't have a bill actually prepared to do that. Even though everybody had been campaigning on it for years, lamenting you know, the, the, the problems with Obamacare, um, Paul Ryan and the leadership had not prepared a bill to do it. And the reason was, Dan, because everybody thought that Hillary Clinton was going to beat Donald Trump. Everybody except Donald Trump <laughs> thought that he was going to lose. And so they didn't think we would actually have the governing moment to be able to get a new piece of legislation signed into law. So we scrambled to put one together. I mean I was a, you know, the, one of the lowest ranking members of Congress at the time. I didn't have a lot of say in it. And I was so frustrated, and my classmates in that freshman class were so frustrated because we just weren't prepared. And so I purposed to myself, and some of my best friends in Congress did as well, that so much as it was within our control, we were never going to be caught flat-footed again. We were going to be ready to govern. And so in the the next Congress, the next two-year period, I ran for and was elected to the chair of the uh, Republican Study Committee, as you know, and that's the largest caucus of conservatives in Congress. We had 148 members. And while we were in the minority those two years, we worked, rolled our sleeves up, and produced over 400 pages of specific policy prescriptions and legislation to solve all of America's greatest challenges. So what we have today is kind of a culmination of a lot of that work and additional work that we've done over the last, the most recent two-year period in developing this plan, developing these proposals, and getting this ready for the American people. We are going to be ready to govern on day one when the new Congress starts in January. Can you give us the bullet points of maybe the first four or five pieces of legislation that you guys are going to roll out when you win the House? Yeah, let me give you the, the overarching sort of the theme of the commitment to America. And this is the message that was that was rolled out on Friday. Um, Kevin McCarthy, uh, who is the majority or minority leader right now, Republican leader, uh, took about 20 members to uh, Washington, Pennsylvania, not, not Washington, D.C., but Washington, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Pittsburgh. To roll out the plan because the optics are important too. We want the American people to see and to know this is not Capitol Hill swamp creature stuff. This is this is born of and for the American people. And so we went out to the hardworking folks there. It was actually in a factory that this was rolled out. And then over the course of that day, all of our members fanned out across the country and began to message the same thing in, in our districts. I came home to Louisiana and did eight events on Friday all across uh, North, uh, South, and West Louisiana. Uh, to roll this out. And, and the, the themes are very important. It's it's four basic principles. We, we are committing to America to have an economy that's strong, a nation that's safe, a future that's built on freedom, and a government that's accountable to the people again. Um, beneath each of those big, broad categories are a number of subcategories and details. Um, but, you know, at, at the 30,000-foot level, that's what we're committing to, and that's why it's been so well-received. And by the way, Saturday morning, uh, Kevin sent a text message to me and the other members of the House leadership, Republican leadership team. And he said, um, in 24 hour period, there were over 2,200 headlines and news stories generated across the country. So the word's getting out. I think this is resonating with the people. People are hungry. There's so much that's bad in this administration. And I got to be honest with you every day. It seems like we have less and less hope 
of getting through, at least uh, struggling to get through the end of this administration. Let's just well, say, right. let's just say you guys take the majority, and I'm hoping, I am hoping and praying, and hoping that somehow we can get that uh, slim majority over in the Senate as well. But say you do, we still got two years of Joe Biden as president. Uh, I can't imagine how much damage he can still do. He doesn't need legislation. He proved it. All he's got to do is issue an executive order, and he can change the government. Well, that's right. You're right. He's abused that executive order authority, and much of that is working its way through the courts right now by way of legal challenges. And that that's the only recourse when a president just completely defies the law and, and convention, as he has, and the Constitution itself. Um, so we're, we're working our way through that. But one thing that's guaranteed is if, if we if we at least win one chamber, and that's the House, which all pollsters right, left, and center believe that's going to happen. It's just a question of how big, how what the size of the red wave is. Right. At least we can stop the hemorrhaging. At least, you know, the House controls the – has the power of the purse. Um, we have control over the tax and monetary policy and all of that. And so at least we can begin to reverse the direction, uh, the, the the crazy path that the liberal Democrats have put us on. If we win the, the Senate as well – and I'm with you, Dan. I think they're – I'm very optimistic. I think we have a very good chance of retaking the Senate at least by one or two seats. And if we have both houses of Congress, then we can really start cooking with gas. Now – we pass legislation through both chambers and send it to the White House. We'll dare Joe Biden to sign it. But there's a big multi-trillion dollar question hanging over uh, over the, the White House. There will be at that time. And, th- and that question is this. We mentioned 1994 with Newt Gingrich and the contract with America during the Clinton era. And, and when Bill Clinton, after that election cycle, it was such a big red wave. He never saw the light, but he certainly felt the heat. And so Bill Clinton moderated his views. He was governing as a progressive. They were, they were wrecking the country. But then when that happened, he extended a hand to Newt and said, let's work together. Because Bill Clinton was a realist. He, he didn't want to uh, you know, be uh, sidelined. He wanted to try to do something for his legacy. And so by working with the Republican majority, they were able to do welfare reform. They, they checked off all the boxes for the contract with America. And that's because Bill Clinton worked with them. Now, the question is, will Joe Biden – uh, play that role? Does he even have the fortitude to do that? Because everyone will be yelling in his ear, all the progressive left that have pushed him so far left will will um, will throw fits and have gnashing of teeth to prevent him from doing that. But the question will be literally at his desk. And Bill Clinton defied his own advisors and worked with Newt. And in hindsight, he was, he was grateful for having done that. And the country was well served. So we'll have to see what this president does. That brings this question up. What do we do? What can you guys do if he goes harder left and he refuses to work with you but continues down the path we're on now? Every part of our government, every single part, everything that he touches, it's it's in the tank, everything. And oh, it, yeah. it's going to take a concerted effort over a period of years to get it fixed if we can get it fixed. What if he doesn't work with you? What are our options? What can be done? Well, it, it's true. Look, I mean, it, we don't. It would take us all morning to um, <laughs> to lay out what yeah. all the crises are. There's a crisis with inflation, immigration, energy, yeah. crime. You know, foreign policy, supply chain, um, children's reading, writing, and math scores. You know, the recruitment of, of persons for the military. All of it. Everything is a disaster. So yes, it's not. We, we won't be able to go in and flip a switch uh, the third week of January and, and turn everything around. But we will certainly lay down the foundation and the groundwork. To begin that process and you know when we have the legislative branch 
pushing in the right direction, it will have a dramatic uh, effect. Now, it's it will certainly be true that we will reach an impasse on most or all of our agenda because you'll still have Democrats in the White House. It'll it'll either be Joe or Kamala for the next two years, we expect. So um, because that is the case, we'll set up what will be an epic um, presidential election year for 24. And um, that will determine ultimately the fate of the republic because you, this is not hyperbole, and you and I both know it because we talk about it all the time. This is we, – we're in, our, we're in a, an unprecedented – crisis in our nation we have never been in uncharted waters like we are right now and as i've told audiences on friday all across louisiana remember we're still an experiment in world in in self-governance we're only 246 years into this as a country for con elizabeth ii who just passed had a 70-year reign her her reign on the throne was about a third of the lifespan of our entire government our entire country so th this is uh these are dangerous times. We've got to get the policy right to fix it and save the republic and preserve freedom. And uh, we, we'll, we'll do everything we can every day to make sure that happens. Congressman, one of the most, I guess, loudest things that I'm hearing in the way of fear from my voters, uh, our listeners, some of many of or in your district in the 4th Congressional District in Louisiana, is the fear that is being put in Americans' fear of our Department of Justice. It seems like they are totally 100% in the tank, weaponizing everything against conservatism and conservatives. Uh, I don't see any way that can be fixed easily. Do you? Um, it won't be easy, but it will be fixed because it's absolutely necessary to do so. And um, if for any of your listeners who don't follow me on social media, I mean, I'm, I'm on the House Judiciary Committee. I'm, I'm the uh, leading Republican on the Constitution subcommittee. We have uh, epic showdowns with Attorney General Merrick Garland and the Biden DOJ constantly in that committee. And you can go to the video section of my Facebook page, for example, Rep. Mike Johnson, and you can see where we are calling them to account. But right now, as you know, we don't have the gavels. We don't have subpoena power. The Republicans have no authority to, to set a hearing or to do an investigation. But all of that is going to change in January. And we believe that accountability is a critical uh, component of what that we are committing to the people, the American people, to do and to fix. And we have oversight responsibility in, in the House and particularly in my committee in judiciary. Jim Jordan and I and our, and our other uh, uh, Republican colleagues there take this very seriously. And so you're going to see oversight on steroids beginning in January, early January. Um, we're going to the very top officials of the Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security. They're all under that umbrella in our jurisdiction. So it'll be Attorney General uh, Garland. It'll be uh, Secretary Mayorkas at DHS and other officials who have abused the authority, their authority. And I believe those two at least have committed impeachable offenses um, because they are destroying the very institution, the very system of justice that our country relies upon. And, and the danger cannot be overstated. I've got a couple more things I want to visit with you about, but I want to urge you to do this and urge those people you just mentioned, Jim Jordan, got some great active Republicans in uh, positions of power right now. It'll only go up, of course, if you win the majority back, but make it as visible as you possibly can. We, uh, we here at TNN Live, we play a lot of the uh, YouTube video segments when you are in hearings and you're on our show pretty regularly as are your fellow um, patriots like Jim Jordan, the American people need to see more of that. We need to be able to get our arms around it. When we are cherry-picked, 
just given what the news wants to show us, uh, often we get left out and we don't have a good way to go on our own and find those things. I encourage you, I would encourage you personally to start your own YouTube channel and just put things up there that the people in the 4th Congressional District and others want to know what's going on with our government as we move forward because this is a crisis time. I mean, I'm looking at, you, you've got children, you don't have grandchildren yet. I have six grandchildren and uh, I'm scared to death for them and my great-grandchildren because this is a heavy-handed government that's got to be stopped because destruction of this nation is on their plate and it looks every day more and more like that's what their goal and objective is. It, it, it does look intentional and you know in some of those hearings I have pointed that out. I, I told DHS Secretary, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas um, about eight months ago only he had only been in office three months and he was already completely derelict of his duty and i and i thought intentionally opening the border and allowing for this fentanyl crisis and human trafficking and all the rest and i told him he needed to get his resume prepared because we would be in charge soon and his days are numbered so um that that's not idle talk man i, I believe this to my core and you and i both know how serious it is and yes i'm i'm in this office i ran for this post because I was deeply concerned about the direction of our country. And I have four kids. They're now ages 21 to 11. I don't know what country they're going to inherit. And so we have to fight every day. Freedom is, is not inherited in the bloodstream, as Reagan said. It's got to be defended. It's got to be understood and fought for and passed along to the next generation. And that, that fight begins in earnest in early January of next year when, when we have the gavels and we have control. And you're going to see this um, in vivid display, I promise you. One more thing before you go. Cancellation of student debt, which if it happens, it's not cancellation. All it is is transferring the obligation to repay it right to the American people. Can that be done legally? Can the White House do that legally? And can it be stopped? No. He, the White House, you know, I mentioned earlier that the, the House of Representatives in the Congress has the power of the purse. The, the White House cannot, no, no president can unilaterally wave a magic wand or sign a piece of paper and spend what is going to be nearly a trillion dollars. You just he didn't have that authority to do that. You can't cancel a debt like that without going through a vote of the Congress. So there are legal challenges already being mounted to that and being filed. There'll be some from the states. We're, we're trying to figure out an angle for standing so that we, as members of Congress, can challenge it ourselves. But um, you can look for that that uh, that litigation uh, to be uh, developing over the next few months. It'll take it a while to get through the appellate courts. But they're certainly going to seek an injunction of that right out of the gate so it can be held up while the courts review it. I I think it's clearly, clearly an act that was unlawful by the president. I think he knows it, by the way, Dan, because he has at least a couple of legal advisors who did go to law school and did pass their classes and understand this basic stuff. I know that they informed him, but he said, you know what? It's a great election uh, campaign strategy, a ploy. Let's tell everybody that we're going to, uh, you know, wave the magic wand and erase their debts, and the Republicans are going to impose it on them. And let's see what bounce we can get in the polls for that. Oh yeah, so what if it gets struck down six or eight or nine months later? At least we will have gotten the the advantage of it in November. But you know what? I think it's going to backfire on them. I think people are, they, they get it, they understand the, the fix is in, and this is unfair, and it's not right. And it would, it would put our fun, country, of course, further into this freefall of, um, of debt that is our number one, our number one national security threat right now. So, um, look, we're, we're going to challenge every one of those things in court, and we're going to fight them legislatively, and we're going to turn this country around. I'm, I'm optimistic about it. Do you have a relationship with Ron Klain? 
Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> Here, here's why. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you don't have access uh, to the president, but I thought maybe his uh, White House chief of, chief of staff you may have. Somebody needs to get in his ear and tell him that Corinne Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary, oh, he's terrible. She, she embarrasses is. the nation every time she opens her mouth. But that, but that's the best one they can get. That is the best <laughs> spokesperson they get, and that tells you a lot about the other people. No. Uh, Congressman, I just wish that everybody could be like us. <laughs> uh, right, right. Thank you so much for coming by. You're always welcome. And you promised you'd come back before the election. Maybe one more time if we get a, Let's a do few it. changes. Let's, Let's do it. We'll make it happen. All right, buddy. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Okay. See you soon. Stand tall. Stand straight. With truth in hand. This is TNN. The truth. Network.